Hello, Herd, and welcome to the Nerd Herder Podcast. Yay! Yay! I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And I am your Herd Leader, John Lee. And if we sound a little weird, it's because we are currently riding in a car. Yeah! <laughs> um, the, the beauty of Anchor is that we can record from our phones, and that means we can record while on a road trip down to Disney for the weekend. Yeah! Uh, which is what we are up to, so... Yeah. But the show must go on. Yes, it must. Yes. Yeah, today is Friday, therefore it is our Q&A episode. Mm-hmm. So we took your cues, and we're going to give you our A's. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a cue for you, sir. Huh? What are you looking most forward to on our Disney trip? Oh no, this wasn't on the script. I didn't prepare. Oh my gosh. Uh, You're going to have to I, use your thinker brain. I Well, not really, because I know... Um, I'm looking forward to our Star Wars uh, meet and greet dinner party tomorrow night. Uh, it's the biggest, the well, for me, it's the big reason why we're going down this weekend to use this last day on our ticket is because uh, we found out that there's Star Wars dinner parties mm-hmm. down at Hollywood Studios, and it ends with a private viewing of the uh, the fireworks show at the end of the night. Uh, well, not the end of the night, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we found out about that and I was like furious that I didn't already know it was a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I was adamant in, uh, us going to experience that. So we're doing that tomorrow night. So that is what I'm most looking forward to. Star Wars. Good answer. Yeah, of and course. You can ride Star Tours. And All I will the ride times. with you at least once. Yay! Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Have to go. At you least heard. Once. You heard it here. Heard. <laughs> if you heard find, it. if you find, yeah, you heard it. Heard. Yeah. If you if you find out she did not do it, y'all y'all give her grief on Twitter, okay? Yeah. And I'll give Baymax a hug for you. There you go. Yeah. All right. So are you ready to get started with some wait, cues? Wait. Wait. What are you? What are you excited? Oh, for? what I'm. What, what am are I you excited, excited about? Yeah. Um. Being at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. Being, yeah. being in a magical place. Yeah. I love Disney so much. It's fantastic food. The atmosphere is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I think the fireworks show is something I'm very excited about. Tomorrow night? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I love the fireworks. Like, mm-hmm. before going to Disney for the first time, I absolutely hated fireworks. I was a very timid child. Mm-hmm. But ever since, you know, my first Disney trip at the age of five, I think. (laughs) I was young. Yeah, it just absolutely, it was downhill from there. Yeah. Standing on top of a trash can, which you can't do that anymore. Well, I mean, with good reason. Yes. It's kind of dangerous. Yeah, someone might put your child in the trash. Or, you know, you fall. (laughs) Is that technically littering? (laughs) <laughs> Depends on the child. <laughs> hey, John. Hi. Hey, John. Hi. What, what did the pregnant dog get arrested for? Littering. Littering. <laughs> oh, okay, goodness. are you ready for the cues? Yes. All right, so. So, our first cue uh, is from Michael Johnson, oh, our good you friend. Missed. I missed. You missed. Okay, go back. Oh, what? Yes. What? Swipe. 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 Oh, there here we go. go. So... <laughs> So, our first cue, actually, is uh, 
on Twitter, we asked you guys what your favorite ship in Star Wars is, and you guys had some really good answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marie Wilson said U-Wing, which is a good one. That's, mm-hmm. uh... It's, it's from your favorite Star Wars. It's from, yeah, it's from Rogue One. I yes, know, but I was trying to, like, describe it in a way. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a U it's, with a wing. It's shaped like a U. <laughs> there you go. It is. Uh, Maria Stone in the Valley... Maria down Stone. in the down in the valley. Down yeah. in the valley. Okay, there you go. Said she needed Dryden Boss's yacht for style and the Mandalorian fighter for speed. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good combination. Yeah, I enjoy. Uh, Caitlin Tudor said, of course, you know the Falcon. Yeah, that's good choice. Ten out of ten. Uh, Jim Gallant said the YT two thousand. You're gonna have to remind me. Um, it's from an old uh, Star Wars fighter game x-wing i want to say alliances uh it's a branch off there during that period they wanted a cool ship that was in the vein of the falcon but not the falcon Mm -hmm. and so you got the yt2000 and uh you got dash rendar's ship which is also i believe a yt uh model so the they were in the family of the falcon without being the falcon um gotcha and so it's it's a really cool ship. It's a it's a really nice design, and I mean, for me because I like the Falcon, um, I like the YT two thousands because it's more symmetrical version of the Falcon. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just me. Yeah, I appreciated the deep lore uh, pick gotcha. from that from the Beep Boop video games. Yes, yeah. um, Kelly, who asked English. Oh, Kelly, who asked this question, said that his was the B wing. I was really surprised by that. I was happy to hear that because yeah. I was like, I I didn't know the depth of his fandom. So mm-hmm. uh, when yeah. he said B wing, I was like, what? Yeah, Kelly's a good friend of ours. Yes, um, yes. we call his son Bambi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got the biggest doe eyes you've ever seen. And so, uh, yeah, I was thinking he was going to say X-Wing or something. But, uh, yeah, B-Wing. I love B-Wings. Yeah. They're so different and weird. I think it's funny. Like, I say, oh, he's call his son Bambi. Like, he's five or something. No, he's our age. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, he's younger. Oh, well, a little bit. A little bit. He's precious. Either way. Good kid. Yeah. Um, so, what's yours? Um, th- I told Kelly my favorite is uh, the Slave One, mm-hmm. um, and that still probably is my answer. Answer, but I also um, have to acknowledge the Y Wing. The Y Wing has always been my favorite Starfighter um, because watching watching A New Hope, everybody was into the X Wing, but I was the one like, no, what about that other one? That other weird junky <laughs> one? It looks so cool. It looks really cool. Um, and so uh, I, I loved the, the Y-Wing since I first saw it in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. But the Slave One is just uh, an all-around useful ship as well. It's not just a starfighter. I mm-hmm. mean, it's got, it's got good armaments, but it's also good for, I mean, you got the cargo bay for all kinds of whatevers, your Han Solos or your other bounties. You got a nice living quarter. So you can, you can live comfortably from the ship. Uh, while also being a formidable fighter, so I think I think it's just a yeah. well-rounded ship. Man, you think Boba has like a cubby in the back where he just like sleeps? He does. Oh, yeah. well then, 
<laughs> yeah. I started as a joke, but no. Nope. Yep. He's got uh, his incredible, own... incredible cross sections. There's a, a bunk in the upper section of the, nice. the vessel. He just cuddles there with his boba bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I want you to guess what mine is. <laughs> I guarantee you're not going to. I have no idea. I don't. I, it could go anywhere. The Executor, Vader's ship. That's not a fighter. Well, oh, okay. It's, I didn't specify fighter. Okay, it's okay, a okay. Ship. okay. Fine. And it, uh, it can fight. Yeah. It's just huge. And it's got an <laughs> awesome name. Yes. And it's just ugh, so op. I yes. love it so much. I I do love Super Star Destroyers. Oh um, yeah. I'm really glad that the. Star Wars tabletop uh, company, they're coming out with a uh, executor, star, super, well not they don't, uh, it's, it's a super star story I believe, yeah. I don't believe they named it the executor. <laughs> it like it needs to like come in a box that's about the size of this iPhone 8 no, it's it's, it's huge. No, it's two and a half feet long. Oh. Yeah, it's it, it's it's big. Like you, open, it's honking. You open the box and it just goes. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's appropriately big, but yeah. a, as would be the price tag, because a Sick. little X wing costs like twenty bucks. So. Yeah, but I need it for my desk, so yes, I, you do. <laughs> just like, what are your qualifications, sir? And just like. The super Star Destroyer. <laughs> Does anyone else that works here have a Super Star Destroyer? I didn't think so. No. <laughs> you just like pop out your bounty hunter name tag. Mm-hmm. Your Darth John Wayne name tag. There you go. Yeah. Fun fact: Vader stole that. Really? Yeah, it belonged to another admiral. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he was just like, nah, He's that's just mine. Like, Yoink, mine. Yeah, yeah, basically. I want that one. <laughs> I mean, it has it has a name that is appropriate for for his character, so I mm-hmm. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's in the Darth Vader comics yeah. if you want to check it out. But yeah, I read about it in um, one of the tales from the Bounty Hunter books, and I was like, I need to look this up. Mm-hmm. I need to know what this looks like, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I I, I like the design. I love the design of Star Destroyers in general, mm-hmm. whether it be the Venator Republic Star Destroyer or the yeah. Imperial. Um, I love all of them. That just flying space pizza design is yeah. just attractive for some reason. Do you think that they can all come together and just make a super super star destroyer? Oh, that would be amazing. Sir That's the next Soul. super weapon. Yes. <laughs> oh. Someone call JJ. There you go. Okay. So next question from Twitter. Uh, we asked you guys what color your lightsaber would be if you could choose, and again we got some good answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maria down in the valley said white. Mm-hmm. There are some of those, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan said red so that he can strike fear into all of his enemies. Mm-hmm. Very appropriate. Uh, Michael Michael Johnson also said red because he's a bulldog fan <laughs> through and through. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca said purple. <laughs> oh. I, no, I was just gonna say it's also his favorite color. But, yeah. Yeah. But. Eh. <laughs> um. Our friends at Rebel Alliance Podcast also, they said blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, rural Farm Boy. Sorry, my accent got there. Rural 
Farm Boy. <laughs> it's just, when it's all one word, it just comes Girl out. Farmer. Just a Laura. <laughs> Said he'd much rather a blaster of any kind. Good idea. Good choice. You need to have a long range weapon. Yeah, I liked, the, I liked the creativity there. Yeah. Nova Mortis said red. And my other mother, Melinda, said red because she loves Alabama. Yeah. Go. Roll Tide. Yeah. I almost <laughs> said go something else. No. Uh, go Vols. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. Literally. Um, so, John. Color light surfer. Would you like... Black. Black? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why? Because it's black. <laughs> and it's cool. Like your soul. Um, I fell in love with the idea of a black lightsaber in playing The Force Unleashed. Uh, mm-hmm. When you play that game, you could go around and collect uh, different colored crystals. You could have anything from blue to cayenne to uh, purple Cyan. to amethyst uh, to... You know, it, it would have different shades of colors, mm-hmm. um, and one of the rarer ones and one of the cool ones was black. Mm-hmm. Um, it also appeared in uh, the Clone Wars, and so just kind of cemented uh, my appreciation for it. Uh, it's very different and intimidating, and yeah, yeah. It, I mean, because red, red is too Sith, and any other color of the rainbow is too Jedi. So I, that bla- the black is a beautiful kind of in the middle, very unaffiliated color. Yeah, I get you. Um, for me, I'm just gonna go with the generic answer, and because it's my favorite color, yellow. Mm-hmm. I it's just, not a generic answer, well, actually. Yeah. Specifically, like, sunflower yellow. Mm. Yeah. Pretty. That would, that'd be more, uh, like, Plo Koon's, mm-hmm. uh, Legends color, or Bastilla Shan's color. Because yeah. um, the Jedi Temple Guards have a much more light, powdery yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they didn't... Because Bloku didn't use a lightsaber in the film, The Phantom Menace, uh, when his figure came out, they gave him a light, a yellow one just because they were like, why not? Yeah. Um, by that point, I believe it had popped up in a game. Uh, so they were just like, hey, I thought I think this would be cool. Because they also gave Mace Windu a blue lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, every time I make... a an avatar in some form of um, Star Wars media where you can choose the color of the lightsaber. It's always yellow. Mm-hmm. Because I like light. I like yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, are we ready to get into the to the meat questions? Yeah, um, uh, I was just going to say about uh, those questions, um, you can expect to, to see more of those in the future. So, uh, if you've listened to our main show, uh, or our Clone Wars rewatch, then you've already heard that our schedule's changing. So instead of having a, a full show on Friday dedicated to the Q&A, we'll have a Q&A section on our main show on Wednesday now. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of what we're going to do is we're going to ask either one or two questions on Twitter, and we'll read off your answers and give our answers, and then go into user-submitted questions. Yeah. So... Um, be on the lookout for those they'll be posting each weekend um, just some fun little what ifs or yeah. you know all kind you know because we want to hear some of the answers you guys have for certain things as well so yeah if you had the choice between a bantha and um, I don't know some other large animal from Star Wars which one would you eat first <laughs> whichever one is easiest ooh ooh bantha or tauntaun tauntaun why well it's lizard 
so I imagine it's meat's nicer. I, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever eaten lizard? It's very stringy. Well, I've eaten gator. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind it. Yeah. Anyway. On uh, that philosophical note. Right. On to the question. On questions. to the questions. On to the cues. Um, Michael Johnson asked, why are lightsabers different colors? Um, I really like this question. And, and it's so funny it, it, that it worked out that he asked that while we asked Twitter uh, a lightsaber-related question. So, uh, cool little uh, thing there. But, um, so, lightsabers use kyber crystals uh, as a source of power and uh, originally in Legends, depending on the color of the crystal, you would get that color blade. Uh, it was very simple in that way. Um, but in canon, we've gotten a lot more detail uh and it's created a mythology around the kyber crystals that make it seem as if they are alive. Um, it, the crystals communicate with their Jedi, not just all together, but to their Jedi. It calls out to uh, the Jedi that is supposed to use it and wield it. Um, and when that Jedi uh, receives that blade, or, or, or not that blade, uh, but receives the crystal then it takes its color. Uh, it's usually uh, blue or green, uh, but in very, very rare cases, there is purple. Um, and so, in Legends, there used to be uh, meaning behind it. So, like, if you were... Uh, I believe if you were blue, you were uh, more uh, offensive-oriented. You were, you were much more of a, a battle... Uh, oriented Jedi, whereas if you used the green, you were much more force oriented, you were much more mystic uh, or masterful, which is, you know, um, with yellow, I think it had something to do with protection. You, you were a compassionate Jedi or something. Uh -huh. I, I could be wrong about all of it, but uh, I know in Legends it did have meaning. In canon, I don't believe they do uh, yet. Or, or anything. I think it's just a matter of the, the crystal chooses blue or green based on the the Jedi uh, that has found it. Um, and they, they go through this whole ceremony on the planet Ilum where younglings go into the caves to find their crystal and there you go. Uh, you can't just... There's crystals all around but you can't just pick any crystal. Again, it has to be one that calls out to you. I like that one. So... Um, as for other colors, uh, we've learned that red lightsabers are not natural. Uh, kyber crystals are naturally attuned to the light side of the force. Uh, and so as such, for a dark side user to use a kyber crystal or use a, a, a red blade as they're known to, um, they have to go through a process that's called bleeding. Essentially, they bombard the crystal with all of their dark side energy and anger and hate and all of that emotion mm -hmm. to the point that it injures the crystal, uh, which causes it to bleed and turn that crimson red color. Um, uh, the same way that you can bleed a crystal, you can also heal a crystal, and that's what Ahsoka did, and that's where she gets her white uh, lightsabers uh, that we see her use in Rebels. Um, she... She got the crystals from a Sith Inquisitor's uh, lightsaber, and she healed them. So I, 
it's basically the reverse of it. Instead mm-hmm. of bombarding it with hate and uh, raw, uh, angry emotions, you're bombarding it with good and mm-hmm. peaceful emotions, and so it, then it it turns colorless. Gotcha. So uh, that's where you get all those colors. Uh, yellow is in in canon, um, but interestingly enough, all Jedi that use yellow lightsabers are belong to the Jedi Temple Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if the crystal's just like, hey, you're going to be a security guard, so I'm going to give you a yellow lightsaber. <laughs> you get a lightsaber shaped like a walkie-talkie. Right. Um, that's why I say, like, there's, I, I do still believe there has to be meaning in um, the colors the yeah. crystal chooses. Because I'd imagine it, they'd come back and say, I got a yellow one, guys. Oh, okay, so you're destined to be on the, the temple guard. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And the whole idea of, like, the crystal chooses the Jedi, it makes a lot of sense when we look at lightsabers, like Kylo's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I mean, he himself is unhinged and very volatile, mm-hmm. uh, very conflicted, and I think his lightsaber pretty well reflects that. Like, it, mm-hmm. didn't you say at one point, like, his... His lightsaber, his uh, kyber crystal is cracked or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's why uh, it gives off um, that excessive energy, which is why mm-hmm. he has the vents on the side. They're not proper cross guards, they're vents. Yeah. They they let out that uh, extra energy because uh, the crystal's damaged, and so it has a lot of uh, extra stuff going on. And that's also yeah. why it crackles the way it does. Yeah. Can you imagine how much like Sith boy sad emo energy he had to put into that to do that to the kyber crystal? Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't want to speak to it because I don't I can't remember off the top of my head if we do know that he bled it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, if so, it would be interesting if that's what cracked it, is yeah. if it, during the bleeding process or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you think it was a modification of his original green lightsaber? I think we're led to believe... Uh, it was blue. Oh, blue, um, sorry. I think we're led to believe that. Uh, the, the lightsaber he uses in um, The Last Jedi in the flashbacks does seem to be a similar hilt. Yeah. So it does look like... Um, he could have bled his crystal, his uh, his blue crystal, mm-hmm. and that's how it cracked, or some other oh, um, story. Yeah. Uh, Darth Vader, I mean, it, in Darth Vader's case, it wasn't really significant. It wasn't like he went and got, you know, any particular Jedi's lightsaber. He found some random Jedi that survived the purge and killed him. So, it's significant in the sense that it was his first... Jedi kill, like, as yeah. Darth Vader, uh, but, mm-hmm. and you can get technical with me and say he was Darth Vader during the Jedi Purge and all that stuff, yeah, but I mean, not Darth Vader in name alone, but mm-hmm. in completeness, uh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it was his first Jedi kill, but it, it was still just some random Jedi's mm-hmm. lightsaber crystal, so. Here's a question that, mm-hmm. you know, we can go through on Twitter, we can come back to at a later date if we ever do an episode on lightsabers but just a thought if like you know I hate to keep referencing Harry Potter but I don't um, wands have memory 
mm-hmm. they they hold kind of kind of like a scar of terrible things that were done with it mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. I think we've kind of seen something similar to that with mm-hmm. Ray picking up Luke's lightsaber mm-hmm. um, and getting the flashback. Do you think that that's significant? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I've, I've ever since kind of getting into this story, I, I, I Harry Potter was the first thing I thought of in yes. the sense of the, you know, the wand chooses the wizard, the lightsaber chooses, you know, yes, it's the crystal, but the crystal within the lightsaber is the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. It's not a lightsaber without the crystal. So the lightsaber chooses the Jedi yeah. or the force user. Yeah, um, it's kind of like, um, your brain is, your brain is you. Your brain is the kyber crystal. Yes makes your body a lightsaber. Yeah, everything else is yeah. basically just, like, a meat casing. Yep. Your but brain is what you, is you. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I think that that is more than likely what uh, reached out to Rey in that vision on Maz's castle when she first touched the lightsaber. I think that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people have theorized the idea of maybe that moment when you know on Starkiller base when Kylo is reaching out to pull the the lightsaber to him it, he shouldn't have any trouble with it uh but instead of going to him it goes to Rey yeah uh there's a big idea that perhaps that was influenced by the the crystal choosing mm-hmm. uh kind of thing um you know but overall uh yes I do think it's significant I think it's a big part of our understanding of uh, a lot of things from a narrative standpoint and all just, you know, lore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice asked, why do people hate the Ewoks? And how do they know how to braid hair? Um, I've, I, I used to be a really, really, really big Ewok hater. I'm still not a huge fan yes. of them from a narrative point. Um, that's understandable as you know as characters and a species and all that other stuff it's it's not that it's just I I, so from my perspective what I would say I can't speak for why everyone hates Ewoks but I think people like me don't like the Ewoks for their part of the plot rather than because they're just bears Mm -hmm. like uh, you know as certainly joking about them is has made them far less, you know, uh, difficult for me to accept, you know, calling them murder bears and all this other stuff. And, uh, and, and certainly stories have gone through here and there to actually help me be like, Oh, okay. That makes a little bit more sense. But yeah. I know for me as a kid, just initially, it was just like, that's what saves the day is, mm-hmm. you know, these little cuddly bears. Um, you know, I was the kid before I even knew that it was part of the original script to include Ewoks. I was the kid that was like, or, uh, to include Wookiees. I was the kid that was like, it would have been way cooler with Wookiees. <laughs> um, and it would also just, for me, taking it in would have been, would have made more sense of why they won. But, you know, uh, I, I think everyone has their reasons. I think the biggest reason is just because... <laughs> you know, the Empire got taken down by Care Bears. It's just kind of like... 
you know, yeah. they, they're built up to be such bad guys, but what really turns the tide of war is, is the Ewoks, um, so. And I think that just goes to show, don't underestimate anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you can take that from it. Yeah, and that's certainly, um, a narrative lesson, um, yeah. and, and, you know, one thing that I thought was really cool, it's kind of related, kind of not, one gripe I always had was, like, how did these stupid bears have time to set up all these traps? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Battlefield Guide, um, a book that came out recently that details different wars and battles uh, in significant points of the Star Wars timeline, it talks about the Battle of Endor from the ground. Yeah. And it turns out that the Ewoks had set those traps up well in advance. They had already planned to attack the Empire uh-huh. um, for their deforestation and for just being present as bad guys. Um, and they even plan to use it on the rebels when they first arrived, which is not too hard to believe. We see that they attack and capture, uh, you know, our band of rebels, Luke, Han, and and such. So, but I just, for me, it was nice to get a reason why, like a, oh, okay, well that makes more sense. It was already there. They were already planning to attack, uh, helping the rebels just became plan B. Yeah. So, but... Yeah, so I think it comes down to different perspectives, but from a story point, some people don't like it because it feels just too fun and childish, but, you know, I've come to accept it as part of Star Wars, and like I said, little things here and there have made it make more sense. Yeah. Um, As far as uh, how they know to braid, uh, I'll add on to this. Where did Leia get her dress? Yeah, did they like already kill someone her size? Uh, well, I'm I'm a subscriber less of they killed someone, but maybe someone crashed there huh. um, previously, and so um, <laughs> look at this mighty fine looking skeleton over here. It's <laughs> wearing such a pretty dress. Well, less no they. It, the, it, the person that crashed wasn't wearing the dress, but the person that crashed, you know, they found... I mean, you know, they weren't hostile towards Leia. Yeah. Uh, it could be something about women that they, they're they like, okay, you don't seem as harmful. You don't seem as aggressive. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to treat you nicely. We're going to treat you as a princess. Uh, and so she was treated and regarded as a princess. And maybe she taught them how to braid her hair and all this other stuff. And Also, maybe she did it. What? She braided that one strand of hair. Who, Leia? Yeah. Yeah, could be. Um, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah, so this lady just lived with the Ewoks until the day she died, and then they just kept a dress to remember their fallen princess, and as soon as they discovered, you know, oh, another one, uh, <laughs> they were just like, here, you know, take take this dress, take Rich. this mantle of princess. Ritual sacrifice. Yes. <laughs> um... So I, I kind of just believe that's the best solution because yeah. they certainly didn't have the time just to whip out a sewing machine and make the dress. So I think they had it. And if they had it, then they've had contact with humans before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly not to the degree yeah. that would make them not hostile towards humans. Gotcha. But maybe perhaps not hostile towards female. Just, huh. just a, it's a, it's one of those yeah. odd theories. Yeah. So. Our last question is Justice also asked, How did the dark side begin? Um, well, the dark side 
of the Force is, has always likely been present uh, yeah. within the Force. The Force has both sides, and the Force is about balance. Um, the dark side more so is about how the Force is used more than what the Force is itself. Um, and so probably the more appropriate question is how did the Sith begin? Because the Sith are the users of the dark side. Um, they're the ones who not only were... Uh, there were Jedi and, and Force users aware there was a dark side to the Force, but the Sith were the first successful uh, group to manipulate and use the, the dark side of the Force. Yeah. Um, and it was probably um, something like, hey, we have this thing, we should be using it. But the light side was like, no, dog, that's bad stuff. You shouldn't be doing that. Schism. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, you know, it was always taught against using the more aggressive, passionate, and uh, emotion-driven aspects of the Force. Which, yeah. you know, that's a big part of the Jedi is, you know, forbidding attachment and all these other things. You know, their, their, their point is that if you get too emotional, you use the, the force in the wrong way, you use the wrong type of force, and you end up hurting yourself or others. Um, but, you know, especially, you know, kind of in the vein of Palpatine's words in uh, Revenge of the Sith, you know, there, there's some things that you have to use the dark side of the force if you want to experience or do. Um, now, it's easy to write that off and say, oh, no, you know, if it uses the dark side, you should never use it. But, again, when you think about the dark side is just the side that uses emotions. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot harder to be like, oh, so emotions are bad. All emotions. No, not all emotions. So not all aspects of the dark side are necessarily bad. You know, you got to think of it this way. The light and the darker labels that the Jedi and Sith gave the the force exactly the force wasn't like hey guys i have a good side and a bad side make sure you stay on the good side um you know they decided hey using the force for defense and peace is very good but using the force for protecting those things were you know very tightly attached to and using the force in a moment of anger those are bad things so we're going to call that the dark side mm -hmm. and we're going to forbid using it um, but again, using the dark side in the regards of tapping into your emotions is not necessarily bad. Um, now, that's not to defend the Jedi that broke off from uh, the main order to, do, to create the Sith. Mm -hmm. uh, he was wanting to use it for bad things. Yeah. I'm just saying, in general, we can't always think that all sides of good or bad are all good or bad. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, basically a Jedi broke off when he was told not to use these uh, arts and these ways. Uh, he got a very large following uh, and eventually had the Sith Order. Mm -hmm. uh, the Sith Order fought the Jedi Order back and forth constantly for many, many years uh, until finally the uh, Sith were driven away to a planet called Moraband uh, where they resided there and they would continue to conflict with the Jedi uh, but eventually, the Sith would end up destroying themselves from a lot of infighting and people trying to get on top, yeah. uh, which is why uh, Sith by the name of Darth Bane uh, created the Rule of Two, that there would only ever be one master and one apprentice to the dark side. Yes, and all the others were alkalites. Uh, yes, and, but even that was questionable. Yeah. Like, even 
because uh, the big idea um, from Bane's perspective was the only way there will be another master is if my princess can kill me. Yeah, that didn't work out well for him. Yeah, well, the first time around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, it, it's the idea of you can only be the apprentice until you overthrow the master. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you're the master. But then you have to find an apprentice to pass your, th- your knowledge on to. Um, but certainly, yeah, so there's acolytes and, and other uh, dark side adepts that come along and they're like, hey, we love the dark side. It's, it's like, hey, you can help with our big world domination plot, but you're not a Sith. Yeah. Is, is essentially what it comes down to. But that that's really the beginnings of uh, the Sith and how the dark side became uh, an order and, and whatnot. Um, one cool thing is in Legends, it was actually... Uh, the Sith was a name for a species. It was an alien species that was uh, put into slavery by uh, former Jedi that chose to use the dark side, uh, which was really interesting. But yeah. but yeah, in canon, it's not a, it's not a species. It's just what they called themselves after they were like, eh, we're we're not into the Jedi thing anymore. We want to use the yeah. other side of the Force. Yeah, and like you see a lot of. You see this happen in real life all the time. Like, mm-hmm. people infighting over, we should use this method versus, you know, no, that's not the right way. We need to use this method. And a lot of the times, it creates just a schism. Mm-hmm. Which, I, this thought isn't going anywhere. Jeezum. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more of an observation. It's an observation. But- but that, that's exactly where the light and dark side come from. It's just a matter... Yeah. I mean, and you see that in the the uh, church yeah. all the time of, you know, yeah, hey, I mean, we believe this, we believe this, but we believe in practicing it this way, and we believe in practicing it this way. Yeah. So then you got the Baptists and the Methodists and the Protestants yeah. and the Pentecostals and so forth. And that's the thing. Like, both sides think that they're the good guys and the other person's the bad guy. Right. Well, with... Whether you expressly say it or not, you know, yeah. you, you promote that your way is the way yes. uh, kind of thing. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. that's really, that's really the Jedi and Sith is, yeah. you know, the Sith think their way is the way and the Jedi think their way is the way. Yeah. And so. they, they both have a point at some certain points, but all in all, they just be, it just be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's where the idea of balance in the Force comes yeah. from, is that, you know, it's not about a side to the Force, it's about the way yeah. you use the Force. The, the, the Force yeah. isn't dark side until you use it for uh, ill intentions, nor is it light side until you use it for good intentions, so... Yeah. The Force should just be the Force, and I yes. think, like... Like we've said before, you know, both sides have their idea of what balance is. Mm-hmm. Well, really, it's not about balance. Their idea of balance is destroying the other guy. Exactly. It's not really balanced. Like, look at what, if you need any proof, just look at what Obi-Wan says when he's standing over Anakin. Mm-hmm. He just says, you're supposed to d- destroy the Sith, not join them. Yep. That's not balance. That's... Right. It's destruction. Um, you know, and uh, it gets into the idea, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, you can talk about balance all the time, but how are you going to trust the Sith? You don't trust the Sith. We're not talking about the Sith or the Jedi. We're talking about the Force. Exactly. And we're talking about individuals being balanced people. No, I'm not saying there's all of a sudden a peace treaty between the 
the Sith yeah. and the Jedi. No, the Sith are using the Force in the wrong way and in a very destructive way that should be stopped. Yeah. But balance in the Force means that the Jedi also have to stop yeah. limiting themselves from connecting to emotions and, and being fully in touch with the Force. Yeah, I think that's what for a time at least makes Luke the most powerful Jedi is that he never really had much training either way he yeah. was the only truly balanced individual yeah well and that's what ended up making him the one who could uh, save his father was because yeah. he decided to lean into his attachments he could have just yeah. said that's not my daddy and killed him <laughs> you know you're not my dad right um but instead he decided to say no that is my dad and i'm not gonna give up on him yeah um so yeah. And i can see that coming into play with episode nine is ray like hashtag episode nine predictions <laughs> hashtag snow theory stuff but yeah i think ray is either going to either he I don't think she's going to reform the Jedi, as, you know, some have said. I think that she's going to lead the way of the Force in a definitely a more balanced way. Yeah, I mean, you know, she can be a Jedi in, in name, but yeah. I think in practice it's going to be very different. Especially if, you know, Force ghosts get to give counsel to her. Yeah. Uh, you know, to say, hey part of the reason the Jedi fail is not because they're Jedi, it's because of the institution they've set up to yeah. define that. You know, you have to define Jedi with balance. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. Philosophy. Yeah, good. That That's why I was excited for Justice's questions, because they were very good questions. Oh, yeah. You can go so many different directions and depths oh, yeah. with uh, that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah. Philosophy of the Force. Yeah. That's my book title. There you go. Next year. <laughs> Maybe. No, not next year. <laughs> I have no time. Yeah. Um, but uh, thanks, guys, for the questions. Uh, yeah. Be sure to hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, we've made a post asking you for your questions. If you have one, you can go ahead and drop it there. Uh, again, be on the lookout for our questions for you, where you'll get your responses read out on our episode as we did today. Um, and so, yeah, other than that, just have a great weekend and enjoy yourself, whatever you find yourself doing. Yeah. Um, whether you're working or whether you're off or, you know, whether you're on vacation, uh, hopefully whatever it is, you have a good weekend. Yeah. I think yeah, we're definitely going to have a week good weekend. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. We're going to Denny World. Woo! Yeah! So, all right. I have been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I have been your herd mom, Megan. And as always, stay scruffy and may the force be with you. Bye.